Hi, my name is Charles, and I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. What motivates me to be sober is probably just like a lot of people's answers, and that's my kids. And how I go on about my day and not fall into relapse is just remembering where I came from and remember where I was and just knowing that that's not where I want to be anymore. I don't want to go back to prison. I don't want to be back in the hospitals. I don't want to be sick no more. So <clears throat> I always look at life nowadays. Uh, value your freedom. Value your life. And every time I make a decision, I got to think about if I'm living legal and healthy. And so that's what helps me through my day. And then I always start my day off prayer, not only for myself, but for other people in recovery, because I believe that if you do good, good will come back to you. That's it. I have spent three years digging into my soul, mining emotions, myself, the being at the core. I've been so busy doing internal work that I forgot to externalize my internal healing. All people saw or see is the minor. They don't see the gems being found or polished. They don't see the conditions or lengths gone through to find what was thought missing. It turns out was never found. How can you convey the horror to find out that the thoughts, aspirations, and dreams were not actually your own, but someone else's? And then to turn around thinking you discovered the key to yourself only to realize you were numb to reality. Discovering that you found the main piece you were, you have been missing, but lost the part that makes it beautiful and unique to found your joyfulness, only having to keep it to yourself and not share it. In the end, all we have is effort. And I am not one who has ever shied away from trying. Sobriety is scary. That's why Untapped Keg explores different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you know you are not alone. Hopefully, you can find something you can implement into your own life. Sobriety and mental health are topics that often are uncomfortable and complex. We do not shy away from any conversation. But you should know we try to be respectful. But there's always room to learn and grow. Everyone is welcome here. As you are. And you will be respected. We are not medical professionals and do not give medical advice. Please seek medical care if you need it. Now let's get to the show. Hey, you. Welcome. Thank you for tapping into the Untapped Keg podcast, where we explore different perspectives into sobriety and mental health so that you can take something and implement it into your own life to make it better. We believe there's only one right way to sobriety, one right way to thrive in life. That's the way that works for you. And something that I've used, I'm RJ Zimmerman, by the way that I have used is coaching. And it 
accelerates your growth, whether it be personal, whether it be business, whether it be whatever you're looking for, sobriety, alcohol-free, you're unsure what you need to make a change in life, but you know you need to do something. And at Untap Keg, we endorse coaches and courses that put you first because we care about you. I care about the people listening to this podcast. I care about the people in the community. The first person that we endorse is Jake Yoder, the founder of Natural Highs Coaching. If you're interested in mentorship for getting sober and thriving in sobriety, book a free call with Jake Yoder, founder of the Natural Highs Coaching Program, which uses mindfulness and holistic health to help you cultivate inner peace and find purpose in your sober life. Jake has been on a recovery and spiritual growth journey for nine years and has helped hundreds of people all over the world with mindset and lifestyle shifts to reach new levels of well-being and sobriety. On a call with, on the call with Jake, he will help you explore the root causes of the suffering that led to addiction and provide you insights and resources to help you feel great naturally and sober life. So to book that call, go to the link below in the description and click on it. And it's a free call. Jake personally will be there to talk with you. And you can both decide whether you think he can help you make those changes in life that you have felt like you need to make, but you just don't know quite what you want to do. And along those lines, that sets up this episode, this solo episode. I'm here alone. There's not anybody here helping me. You just get to look at me this entire time. And thank you for being here. I take one or two episodes a year to kind of reboot where I am in life, what I'm doing, and what my story is. So you don't have to go all the way back. You get to hear from the current RJ. Because let me tell you, the RJ that started this podcast almost three years ago is nothing like the RJ that's sitting before you right now. I have been sober for almost nine years. In a few weeks, it'll be nine years. I can't believe it's been nine years. And when I was drinking, I drank all of it. I did not drink often, but when I did, I blacked out. My last three years of drinking, I don't think there was a single time that I drank that I did not black out. I would schedule once every two or three months. I was going to be with some buds. I was going to be, you know, who knows what. And it was just, it was everything around there was plastered knew we were going to get plastered. My last night drinking, I remember leaving the bar with somebody who I had just met, didn't know anybody. And I went to a a party at their house and I just remember taking polls of like $10 for the 175 vodka. Like I can't talk because I'm so drunk, but I'm still drinking. And then I woke up at home and I woke up with that shame okay, who do I have to text? Who do I have to apologize to? That's how I woke up every single time. And I'm like, I, I, I can't. I hated the person I looked in the mirror. And I hated the person that I looked in the mirror for a really long time after that. But that's for later. So I texted my girlfriend who I said I had plans with. I said, hey, I'm not going to make it. And her response was, yeah, I didn't plan on you coming. That hurt because I'm at the point where I want to start a family. I want to start a career. And I'm still getting drunk like this. I'm still making really bad choices, really bad decisions. 
you know, when I drank, I would hit on women in front of my girlfriend. I would hit on married women. I would just go off and do really stupid things, drive drunk, like make really bad decisions. And I would wake up ashamed. Midweek, I look in the mirror and be like, who is that person? What a fucking loser. Like, what is he doing? And so I made the decision and I did, I stopped drinking through being a stubborn asshole. I did not go to AA, didn't do any programs, didn't get any help. I was just like, I'm done. That's it. And it was okay for a while. But when I started this podcast with Mons, it was, I just don't drink. I don't know what's going on with this, but this one's going to be kept in here. You get to see how the sausage is made. I light. Likes to fall, apparently. And it's a good thing that I have been taking care of my body because that was quick as a cat. All right. So started this podcast and I don't really, I'm not fulfilled at all. Like I'm making moves at work. I go through the apprenticeship. Most everybody loves to um, work with me. There's a few that don't. Work is starting to take a turn, honestly. Um, but I get promoted, never feel like it's something to celebrate. I always feel like it's something, of course, like next. And I don't like the person in the mirror, but I don't put two and two together. So I have nothing that's really fulfilling at this point. I'm married and I have two kids and I just feel like I'm just spinning my wheels through life, driving to work in the morning. I'm like, is this it? Is this all I have? What am I going to like? What do I have to look forward to? I come home and I make sure everybody's fed, get everybody to bed, like go to sleep myself, wake up and do it all over again. And I'm going to work before the sun rises and I'm coming home after it sets. I don't really have any hobbies. What am I doing? And what this podcast really has turned into is me learning about myself through talking with other people, looking at different perspectives of life, of mental health, of sobriety, something that we are learning that we're actually finally putting two and two together is when it comes to substance dependency, addiction, whatever you want to call it, substance misuse, There's an underlying mental health component to it. We used to treat addiction and substances as that's it. That's the root cause. When it turns out, it's a symptom. And that's the same for me. No self-worth. Negative self-worth. No, I, I, there's not a bone in my body where I had any self-esteem. and. Starting from there, learning from other people, being willing to be wrong for the first time in my life, learning about life, taking chances, moving from Wisconsin to Virginia, it allowed me to make more changes. It allowed me to see who I was really looking in the mirror. And When I found 
that self-loathing, which I found because I was putting it onto my kids already, where I was like, how could they love such a piece of shit talking about myself? And I'm like holding it against my kids that they love me, their dad, right? That's how much I didn't like myself. So I looked in the mirror and I saw a POS and I visibly recoiled when I looked in the mirror. I need to change that for them at the start, right? But I need to change it for me because I deserve to live life, love life. And I just started with, you're okay. So I would look in the mirror and say, you're okay. And I'd shrug my shoulders because that kept me from recoiling. And my neutral was so far in reverse that it, took a long time to talk about it and being willing to learn from other people, being willing to have conversations, to start conversations with what's going on. You know, you don't make changes in life because everything's great. Generally you make a change because you have a feeling that I need to, or there's a major catalyst that gives you two options, right? One, keep going on the same path you're going that led to this major change that might have been a reality breaker like me. Two, change something, anything, change everything, just make change. Mine was my wife coming to me about divorce. I'd been doing everything a man's supposed to do. I Paid all the bills, provided, got food on the table, provided a house and a home. I took care of the kids a lot. And I felt like I put myself last in front of everything else. Everybody else's hopes and dreams. I didn't really have any. I was miserable. She knew that. She felt that. And if we tried to have a conversation that involved emotions and feelings. I couldn't, I didn't have any words. It takes a long time to find them, but they, I end up learning from Brene Brown, from Amanda White, not drinking tonight. Amanda White is the author of not drinking tonight. Go watch her episode because she helped me start down the path of feeling emotions. Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart laid it out so that I could have an inner dialogue. Now I can actually talk about what I'm feeling. And honestly, because of that book, I started journaling. I carry this around everywhere just in case I have something that I need to write down. And it's generally emotions, but it comes out as poems. It comes out as stories, things that I didn't think we're in there, but I lost my curiosity. I lost my creativity. I lost myself. I don't even know if I even knew who I was, to be honest. I don't think I did. And that has been such a blessing to change everything around. 
I can now talk about what I'm feeling. I can now cry. First time my wife brought divorce, I don't think I cried. I was devastated. My entire reality shattered. And I didn't cry. I didn't cry when I found out one of my best friends died in a motorcycle accident. I didn't cry when I found out my grandpa passed. Everything was just... I didn't have any highs because I didn't have any lows. Because I wasn't feeling, I was just numbing. And that's the thing, you don't need alcohol. You don't need drugs to numb. You can numb. Especially if you don't know what it looks like. It's scary as hell when you're numbing for so long and things start to open up. You start to feel. It's exciting when you cry because you're like, this is new. This is different. And honestly, crying feels really good because on the other side, you laugh. Even if it's devastating, on the other side, there's something that can help you laugh. You have to have the lows so you can get the highs. Otherwise, you just have straight. That was really hard for me to learn. And that showed me that I was just surviving in life. I was just getting through the day, day to day to day. And now now I'm thriving. And I'm still hurting. I'm still feeling the waves of hurt. But I actually have self-worth. I actually know what I'm worth. I've been exploring, like, I've been so long getting my mind right, getting my mind to a place where, I mean, look at, I was never wearing things like this. Like, not even in college when I felt like I looked okay, like when I was in the heights of my drinking. And now I'm putting myself out there and I'm going and doing things. And I'm thriving because I'm feeling my emotions. I found my self-worth by these small steps that just build on top of one another. And it's important to celebrate yourself. For me, it's easy to accept the weaknesses. It's easy to accept the negatives. It took a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to accept the positives, to celebrate, to to admit that I deserve. But you know what? I do. <laughs> that's the thing. I do. And you do too. And that's why I'm talking to you right now. That's why I share my story. So that you can feel that same way. So that you can see a path and be like, I don't think I want to take that exact path, but I want to try something different. And I've found my passion again. My passion has always been helping people. Now. I realize it's coaching, it's teaching, it's learning. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go full-time into coaching, life coaching, alcohol-free coaching, helping you move from survival to thriving after you have given up alcohol, after you have started recovery. Helping people in the immediate community try to find things to help 
that you can do without alcohol, which it turns out is everything. But sometimes you need a community around you to help you see that you don't need that to have fun. And that's the thing. Like we, we lose the fun. Like I'm starting to dance by myself. I'm laughing by myself. I'm having so much fun with life and I'm no longer living my life around my kids. Like they're living life with me now, which doesn't mean that I don't sacrifice my time or we only do things that dad wants to do. It means that if I want to go do something, they're probably coming with me because there's not a lot that I want to do that they're not going to be able to do with me. Right. It's interesting learning that you're just thriving in life or just surviving and wondering if there's more for life out there. And that's, that's what I want to tell you is there is, but it starts with you. It starts with a choice. It starts with, do I want to do work? Do I want to be honest with myself, accept responsibility for the reality that I help create, whether you want to believe it or not, decisions that we make help create this reality. That took me a long time. I'm stubborn. That's how I got sober at the start. I am stubborn. So accepting that I helped create this reality, accepting that I have control over my own happiness. What? I don't... What do you mean I have control over my own happiness? Like, I don't choose my emotions. But it turns out you kind of do. There's a lot of work you can do to help yourself. That doesn't, I'm not talking about depression and anxiety that is so bad that we need professional help. I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for a while. I have two therapists. It helps. Journaling helps. That's what this podcast really has been, is an audio journal. And if you go back and listen to the first episode, you go back and listen to the 20th episode, the 50th, every single time you hear a different RJ, because I've been growing this entire time. And that's what I want to share with you. Like I want to help people grow. I want to help people show people they can grow. That... It's worth it to grow. I want you to know that if I can do it, if I can start where I started at negative self-worth, you can find your self-worth. I have nine years of sobriety. I've had five months of enjoying myself as a person. Yeah. I did not enjoy myself when I was drinking either. I didn't enjoy myself in school. There's a lot that led up to that. You can hear some of it in some of the past episodes. This one's going to be a little bit shorter because I just wanted to share the start of my story, where I'm at right now in the future. Going to have community. On tapkeg.com slash community, you heard a community member with their af- affirmation at the beginning of this episode. Go join. 
it's anonymous. It was important to me to be anonymous because we're not all at the point where we feel comfortable talking. One of my affirmations is I must accept this reality that I helped create and I need to make it the best reality for me, for those in my immediate vicinity, because the best RJ is the best dad is the best partner is the best coach helping people is the best human. It's not one thing. My friend Adam up for the challenge says, and at first I rolled my eyes, but it's, he's right. We need to change the meaning of selfish. Selfish is not inherently a bad thing. Self-care. Self-care is as easy as, you know, brushing your teeth twice a day, putting lotion on after you shower, taking care of yourself. It could be as take a nap. You need a nap. Go to bed on time. Put the cookies down. That's self-care. You could also go get a massage. Buy new clothes. Try new things. That's also self-care. Take care of yourself. You deserve it. And know I love you. From the bottom of my heart, I love you. Because you're a human being and we all deserve dignity. We all deserve to live with dignity. We all deserve to thrive. There's no reason we can't all thrive. So I want to end here with a reading from my journal about the journey I've been on. And I hope you appreciate it. I go back and I read this every once in a while, especially when I'm feeling low. I have spent three years digging into my soul, mining emotions, myself, the being at the core. I've been so busy doing internal work that I forgot to externalize my internal healing. All people saw or see is the miner. They don't see the gems being found or polished. They don't see the conditions or lengths gone through to find what was thought missing. It turns out was never found. How can you convey the horror to find out that the thoughts, aspirations, and dreams were not actually your own, but someone else's. And then to turn around thinking you discovered the key to yourself only to realize you were numb to reality. Discovering that you found the main piece you, were, you have been missing, but lost the part that makes it beautiful and unique. To found your joyfulness only having to keep it to yourself and not share it. In the end, all we have is effort. And I am not one who has ever shied away from trying. Try again. Find your joy. Find your dance. Find your goofy and your silly. There's... That's where the fun in life is, is being goofy and silly. Unlock your imagination and your hope.
Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because at least we don't make it, we tried. I love you.